Hey, 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 y'all. It's another day. It's kind of, it was kind of low for me. Um, yeah, someone said to me, why do I have to say hello or hey three times? Well, here's the thing. Um, the number three is my favorite number and it's my thing. Like when you log onto a podcast, you want consistency. So if you forget what podcast you're listening to and you listen to Hey, 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 or Hello, 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 come on three times, you know you're listening with me, Dina, on 4.0 Life. So before I was recording, I was just laughing about um, when I go to record, I have to make sure I select my correct mic because when I first started out podcasting, um, was it the summer of last year? Yeah. I think it was like, in, yeah, in August. So, wow, that's pretty cool. In this year of August, it'll be a year since I've been podcasting. So we're almost there. Not a year yet. Almost there. Um, I was recording and I had everything set up. I was super excited and I was with Robin and um, yeah, I didn't change over the mic setting. So recorded multiple podcast episodes via a, cause I was recording, I, I had my, yeah, I was plugged into my laptop. My mic was recording onto my laptop software and I recorded those via laptop mic. So if you guys, yeah, some of you are shaking your head and then it was funny. I did a podcast episode called my amateur moment and yeah, that was pretty bad because then I still didn't have my mic set up like this. Ugh. You know, when you first start a podcast, you're learning, and I am still learning as we go. And I was using because Anchor has this awesome option to record from your phone, or if you plug in, like if you're kickstarting a podcast and you don't know what you want to do, or you don't have the money for like a fancy mic, that's totally fine. You plug in your earbuds or whatever you know you have, and you literally, as long as you're in a area that is quiet. You don't hear background noise. Um, a lot of people go in the shower. Just be careful of the bouncing of the sound. You want to make sure you are careful with that. So I don't know, laying your tub with a pillow. Um, <laughs> they give you this cool option. But now I figured it out. I have my own studio set up in here. I still have to get up some um, like egg crates just to, like to minimize some of the bouncing going on here. But you know, you make it work, right? So I just want to say how awesome I have been with my healthy eats. It is such a lie. For some reason, in one weekend last, yeah, last weekend, I bought cookies, I bought donuts. Like I never buy this stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. Maybe for me, the end of January is when I'm like, okay, you're done vegging out. Well, you're not really vegging out. You're done junk food and out. And then you start fresh. Um so I have this morning my latte here, and then I had a chocolate chip cookie for breakfast. So healthy. So, but you know what? It gets me going. Gets me going. Um, in other news, we've got this coronavirus going around. They did confirm that the gentleman at the Hackenduck Hospital did not, in fact, have it. However, um, an individual in Chicago. So I don't live in Chicago, but it's still within the states, making it. It's like nervous. It makes me nervous. I don't I don't feel comfortable with these things. And I don't know. I could we have like some type of like screening that if you have 
some type of infection or something. I don't know. Like, can we screen people? Or here's the thing. And and I've been, I've always been a big fan of this. If you don't feel good, stay home. Um, don't get on a plane, you know, don't get on a cruise ship, you know, like that. That's like those people that have like measles and are like, oh, I'm gonna go on a plane where everyone's locked into one little spot and I'm going to just tell everyone I'm fine and they have to deal. No, listen, your sickness, whatever you have, that's your thing. You keep that to you. Think about what you're doing to the millions of people. And then furthermore, like I know when my son was a wee little one and he didn't have any of his vaccinations yet, and please don't even email me or get me started on vaccinations. I don't want to hear your point on it. Yes, I vaccinated myself. Yes, I vaccinated my son. And that's where it ends. That's where it ends. If you are anti-vaccination, good for you. If you love them, good for you. We're not getting into it. I don't care. So um, yeah, I mean, like you have to think about the elderly. You have to think about these little babies, newborn, new, newborns, newborns who can't have these, you know, saving graces that we have. And you're going out there like, whatever, don't care. No, lock yourself in a closet. Don't come out until you feel better. All right. And then I've been listening to new podcasts and I must say, I listen to, um, I am a reality TV junkie in the sense of, I love some of the Real Housewives and I do love Vanderpump Rules. I love, 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 love. And, um, Lala just came out with a podcast, Give Them Lala with Randall. And I listened to it, uh, last Wednesday and I was like, I love you guys. Like they're so awesome. Um, I've never listened to Stassi's podcast until I heard Stassi on with Lala. And then I listened to Stassi's podcast, uh, what was it? Yeah, this week too. And she was with Whitney Cummings. Oh my God, Whitney Cummings is my spirit animal. Like you are my spirit animal. I love you. And I will say, listening to Whitney Cummings, I'm not kidding you. I was in a podcast episode funk, trying to think of different topics. Just by listening to Whitney Cummings, I came up with seven new podcast episode ideas, right? So you are my spirit animal. Love you. All right. Enough rambling. I've taken six minutes of your time just talking about rando stuff, but that's kind of, I mean, like we're like friends, you know, you turn me on. It's like when you see Fine, you guys chit chat for like 10 minutes and then you get into the real nitty gritty. So let's do this. This is episode, I think we're 35 because 35. Because remember, I told you I'm not doing seasons anymore. I'm just like counting episodes because I can't wait till I get to 50 and then 100, like all these mile markers. We're calling this one today Unedit Your Edited Self. Now, Yes, there's a tie-in with social media, but I'm also stepping out of the realm. I do know that social media is a huge like platform in our lives, but I'm trying my hardest not to like, I'm trying to take it back to like, (laughs) I think it was, I just got a Facebook reminder. I think it was last week. Yeah. You know, I had a doctor's appointment. So I remember the date it was January 22nd and Facebook was like, you've been on Facebook for 15 years. And I'm like, oof. Like, why is she saying that, like, out loud? I know no one heard it because it was like, you know, it's like one of those little videos. But I'm like, 15 years. You have to understand. I was on Facebook because Montclair State University had Facebook as one of the, like, first few colleges to pilot it, if you will. Facebook was not what it is today. And I know I said this before. It was literally – 
what do we use now? Oh my God. Schoology. If you guys are familiar with Schoology, if you're a teacher or you're a parent, that's what it was. It was where teachers posted assignments. You can talk to your professors. You can talk to other people in your classes. That's what Facebook was. And this is 15 years ago. So I am, I think I was in my last year of college, maybe. So it's either 2006 or it's 2007. I can't remember. Or maybe, yeah, something like that. I don't know, whatever. And, um, that's what it was. And there was no like Instagram. There was no Facetune. There was no TikTok, which I still don't use. And I, I, as much as I say, I won't, I probably won't though. I don't know. Maybe if like a friend films a dance, I'll do it on that person's platform. But like, listen, I have Snapchat and I don't even use it. Like I'll occasionally go on with my son to make funny faces and look at the different like filters, but that's about it. And I know like when you have a mom and pop business or like a podcast or a blog, which I have, you should use all your socials to platform, like, you know, to further boost your platform. And I get it, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm tired. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm learning more too that I just want to capture the moment through my eyes. I've been capturing moments since my blog, and it'll be 10 years in April. I've been capturing moments through a lens for the last 10 years. I want to capture moments like through my eyes because, I mean, I don't know. What if someone off to the side is like proposing and I want to see it via my eyes or someone's like falling and I'm like, oh my God, like, let me help you. You know, like silly stuff like that. Like I want to see it with my own eyes. Anyway, it doesn't even matter because we capture it with the lens. You're editing it and it's like, oh, fake. All right. So unedit your edited self, meaning we present ourselves in certain ways, right? Like when you go to work, you're not going to always present yourself as you would with your best friend because well, you might get fired. Um, like me, I'm a teacher. I wouldn't, you know, roll up to my director or my principal and as if I was talking to my best friend, be like, yo, what is up? Like this weekend, I slept so late. Like, I don't know. I get along with like <laughs> a lot of professional people, so I wouldn't go there, but like there are some people who can and that's great. But, you know, you have to like edit yourself in that way. But there comes a time where you want to let people know who you really are. And I think what happens is it is so easy to edit, whether it's, you know, on a, like a Photoshop type way ourselves. And then when you have to present your real self, it's like, well, then how do I become that person? And sometimes too, the crazy thing is people edit themselves right to the nines to where it's like, here's what I really want to say. I want to say, Hey, Becky, I always use the name Becky, you know, just wait. I'm not like, people don't think I'm talking about them. Um, when you were editing your photo last night, you, um, you made yourself look super thin. You did. You did. Good job. However, your entire wall is now warped as it reminds me of the scene from House of Wax when the house is on fire and it's melting and it's warping and the panels are like where they shouldn't be. And then also you smudged your face out so much that you don't have a nose anymore. So I just want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure your your walls are all right. Um, Oh yeah. Also your floorboards are a big old mess and the plant that was next to you when you were taking the picture um, that fell. Oh, oh, and one more thing. Your thumb is now the size of Canada because you also shrunk your waist where your thumb was and it blew up your thumb. Yeah. Just be careful with that. Oh my God, guys, come on. You have to say to yourself, people are going to see you in real life unless you're a catfish and then you can get away with it. Like, okay, cool. 
but you have to let people who know, know who you really are. And then the constant, like the number one question is why don't like, why is this so hard to meet people? Because you're not truthful from the start. Like come, people, if you honestly look at your pictures and you don't think people know or see it, then maybe you, well, that I don't know. Maybe you do need to get checked out or something like that. Your life will always be in disarray and your life will always be hard if you are not allowing people to know you, if you don't unedit your edited self. Listen, if you're doing headshots or, you know, maybe you have to do, I don't know, like I'm not saying you don't have to edit yourself. Like, listen, are there times that I'll take a selfie and I like to sharpen my eyes or if I'm having like, I don't know, acne as adult, because that still happens. Do I blot it out? Yes, of course. Sure. Why not? Like I'm entitled to do that. Makes me feel great. And guess what? I know though, when I go see people, they're going to see it, but I'm not sitting there like trimming and nip and tucking and all that stuff. And then the best part is it's like, there you are in real life. And then I never say, why don't people get to know me or why don't people like me? Because I'm not like editing my life away. You do have to unedit your edited self. You have to allow people to see you and get to know you. And then here's the thing. Once you find that core group, you have to ask yourself, if they accept you for who you are, then who cares? Like seriously, who cares? I can't tell you how many times it's like the single folk who's like, oh, I can't find anyone. You know, I go on a first date and that's it. Um, hello, they see someone totally different and that's not what they're seeing in real life. So let people know who you are. There is a reason certain people like you, your personality, whatever the case is. And honestly, like if someone doesn't want to get to know you because I don't know, you're not like five foot 10 and like two pounds, well then whatever next, right? Don't waste your time on that. <sighs> I need my latte. Mm. Do you hear the foam? Can you hear it? <laughs> How cool is that? I'm such a dope. All right. The other one, unedit your edit self, take a picture without staging. So one of the things that Whitney Cummings was talking about with Stasi, which I kind of really loved, is they were talking about like who really cares, right? Like if you're taking a picture and you stage things or you fix the lighting, whatever, who could really cares? Like the number one thing I will always do if I'm taking a picture for the blog is I adjust the lighting. I don't have a million dollars to go in around to my house and set up professional lighting for every single photo shoot I do. So what I do is I fix the lighting, right? Because I don't like that like yellow, soft, warm lighting. I want bright, white, clean, like love that type of image and lighting, if you will. So they were saying like, if someone truly just wants to like take a picture and, you know, edit, well, whatever, like, okay, that's what happens. That's what we do. And that's fine. Like I said, but like enjoy some of the moments that are just happening because here's the thing too, like, you know, your friend just captured that same photo and your friend is not going to spend like 10 minutes like you over there going crazy to town with Facetune and, you know, fixing everything. So one photo is going to come out not looking like the other. So just like in, in, joy. Like, like I said, just like take a picture. Like the only, like, listen, we have a powerful thing now with the new iPhone. It blurs everything in the back. Thank God. Thank God. I can't tell you how long it used to take me to blur out the whole back. I didn't have that option. Um, I usually don't, I'm the worst. 
everyone's like, oh, I get the new iPhone. Like the day it came out and I'm like two years later, I got the new iPhone. I actually, guys, you'll be happy about this. I know um, my friend Alex will be very happy about this. I got the iPhone like, I think it was like a month later and I didn't, I only waited a month because that's when my like new phone was up, but I usually wait forever and I got it. And I didn't get the, um, I call it the trio of cameras because like the phone is like, I, I don't like, I like the bigger phones, if you will, but I'm just not a fan of carrying around a remote control. So I stuck with the duo of the, uh, I have the 11 and I have the duo cameras. I don't have the trio cameras, but it still has that awesome sauce feature of blurring out the back. And it's like, oh my God, thank you, iPhone. Thank you, Apple, for like saving me because to go around every image and blur out the back so the image pops forward, I'm like, oh my God. And I got to tell you, like, it is so much lighter to carry around my iPhone than my Canon. I'm like, okay. Not to say like, you know, if you have an iPhone, you're a professional photographer. It's not what I'm saying here, but it just, it's really nice. And it's, you know, the lighting's better. It's clearer. So yeah, you know, I could take a picture without staging it to that extent. Then finally, what am I talking about here? Oh my God. Oh, okay. Sometimes, like I said, remember I told you guys I write and I can't read my handwriting? I'm in that moment right there. Um, okay, so I I wrote down why so confusing there's too many filters. I don't mean filters in a social media. <clears throat> I mean, all right, so again, the topic is unedit your edited self, right? And yes, we'll go into the social media aspect with the filters. That's fine. But meaning there's there's a lot of things in our life that we have to um, have to follow, right? Like you have a work version of you. You have a at-home version of you. Um, you have a friend version of you. And you have to put up all these filters because like I said before, you are going to be your best version you can be. However, when you go to work, you can't just be the friend version you are with your friends and say something inappropriate or, you know, you can't roll in and ask everyone at work if they are ready for happy hour and it's five o'clock somewhere. I mean, unless you're in that environment of a workplace, I'm thinking like as a teacher, yeah, I would never do that. And also I don't, I don't drink. So I guess it doesn't apply to me. Um, but you have to try to, figure out how to unedit your edited self, which is okay to be edited because you have to present so many filters or versions of who you are. You know, when you first meet your future in-laws, you're not, well, I don't know. Like, see, again, this is like, I don't mean you're not going to be yourself. Of course, you're going to be yourself. But if you are someone that enjoys rolling out of bed naked, you're not going to go meet your in-laws that way because that's the version who you are. You're going to, you know, uphold yourself. And also we have to do that so the world isn't a crazy place. And I think that's what like Whitney Cummings and Stasi was saying, like you have, there's limits, you know, you can unedit your edited self. Sure. Like I know at work sometimes, you know, as a teacher, I can't be like my mom mode. Like I can't yell at the kids like I would yell at my son because that's just, that's not appropriate. Meaning in a sense, like, you know, I can't yell, go to timeout right now. This is ridiculous. Like they're in high school and he's a toddler. Um, And when I come home, I can't yell at my son like a high schooler. Like you didn't do your homework. Why didn't you do your homework? You are old enough to under, like, you know, there's a place and a time and there's a different version of me. 
So, you know, it's when I unedit your edited, when my, there we go. I had to fix it. When you unedit your edited self, we're talking about like how to do this with all these filters. And again, it's finding what version you are and where you are. And everyone's like, oh, well, I just want people to accept me for me. I think that if I walk into a job interview and I want to tell people what I do always and how I like tanning and how I like to go like after work and have pretty drinks, then they should hire me even though I'm going to be a teacher. Okay. Okay. You can be you, but I'm going to be honest with you. How do people climb the ladder of success? How do people get what they want? Because they put on their best version of them. They put on their work version. And sometimes it's, you know, pushing aside who you really are. Sometimes it's, you know, that you woke up this morning, you had a fight with significant other and you have to bury it down. Sometimes it's your kids don't want to listen to you because they're at that age where they're screaming, yelling, you got to push that down. Sometimes you had an argument with your best friend, you got to push that down. You know, sometimes you secretly win the lottery and you can't go into work saying that because you don't want people to take advantage of you. You got to push that down. You have to put these versions of you aside but yet still unedit your edited self so that people get to know who you are Yet you still have to, like I said, be the version that you are presenting, if you will, to said person. God, that's so confusing. (laughs) Bottom line, we live in a world today, and even though we obviously are, you know, free, if you will, um, you still have to present yourself in a certain manner. So like going back to the coronavirus, like here's the thing, like yeah, it's a serious issue. It's respiratory. It's very easy to catch. Um, but that doesn't mean like you're like, I don't care. Like, you know what? Like all this bad stuff's going on in the world. I'm going to take care of the world and I'm going to run around and infect everybody. No, no, can't do that. Can't do that. Because if you do that, there will be consequences proving furthermore how you need to be a certain version in certain areas of society. Yeah. All right. So with that, I'm going to take a break. And when we get back, I'm going to read a snippet of La Book, Paper Bag Princess, as always. It's going to be not a full chapter. <laughs> it's going to be, um, it'll be a couple pages, but it's not going to be the full chapter of chapter five is where we're at. Mainly because, yeah, I just, I want to keep you guys listening. Be right back. All right, we are back. Other things before I kick into my book, y'all, like more peeps. I got Sweden, Canada, Ireland, Hungary, Australia, Brazil, the States. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Makes me so excited. Makes me feel loved. Trying to think. July. No. Was it July? When did I kickstart this podcast voyage? Let's see. I'm just clicking buttons right now. (laughs) The first podcast launched. Oh my God. Wait a second. I said this summer. I'm such a big fat liar. The first podcast was April 28th of last year. You know what? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So in the same month, April 13th is 10 years for my blog and April 28th will be one year for podcasting. Almost there, folks. Almost a year. Almost. And you know, if you think about it, I've kind of been doing like, I wasn't doing podcasts for years, but doing vlogs and my blogging. I've got this. I've got this. All right. 
So let's kick in to my book, Paper Bag Princess. If you guys, um, what was going to say, if you guys haven't been listening, you definitely can check it out and yeah, just, just go back to the further podcast episodes and listen, 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 listen. Chapter 5, 48 Hours. As soon as I entered the office, I so badly wanted every single detail of Ross's date. I so badly wanted to know if she vomited on him too, but too bad I know that didn't happen. Hey Ross, so how was your hot date? That's me trying to sound not jealous and like I don't care, but I still want the details. It's funny that you asked me that. She canceled on me because her grandmother was sick and needed to be with her. I actually thought about calling you to see if you wanted to meet up for ice cream, but I didn't want you to think you were second choice. I mean, I felt bad because she canceled on him, but I also was super happy because nothing came of the date that never happened. Sorry to hear. I hope her grandmother is okay. Maybe next time we can grab ice cream. I walked away. No, skipped away because I knew right there and then that I still had a chance to hang out with Ross, even if just friends. Fridays were considered my longest day of the week, even though for many it was the shortest. I worked also as a dance teacher, so on Friday I would work in the office 9 to 5, jump into rush hour traffic, and make it to dance class for 6. I didn't get to see Ross really much that day, but it was a busy day anyway, so I'm sure Facebook would let me talk to him later. I walked into the dance office ready to change, and for some reason the lights were all off and the switch that usually turned the lights on didn't. After calling my boss and realizing the utility bill wasn't paid, I had to call all the girls and cancel tonight's classes and wait for anyone that didn't answer their phones. It was 8 p.m. and getting close to almost really dark, hence my graceful exit before every scary horror movie started playing into my head, starting with poltergeist with these giant dance mirrors all around me. Mid-leap out the door, I received a text from Ross asking if I wanted to meet up for dinner tonight. I eagerly texted back yes and where and what time. Now, thankfully, I did not just teach four classes that would have concluded with a dewy face look courtesy of my sweat glands. I say thankfully because he said 9.30 for dinner in his town, which was 30 minutes away, and of course, my Wonder Woman ways could and would make it and work, and on time with a 15-minute drive home, getting dressed, and then driving the 30 minutes there. Oh, for future candidates interested in dating me, I am always on time thanks to my father teaching me that on time is 15 minutes early, so yes, don't doubt I will be ready. Ran into the house, yelled to my mom I had a date, and that I had no idea what to wear. I wound up grabbing a pair of denim flowy capris, think hippie style, and a black tank with some awesome wedges. Makeup was simple since all I wore was blush mascara and gloss, and boy, was my tummy hungry. The next question I had to tackle on my what to do in a first date list was who pays. Now, some of you ladies are shocked by that question and wondering why in God's name would I bother asking that. Quick fact about me, I work since I was 14 learned that no woman should ever rely on a man, and finally, I was happy to be independent with my money and pay as well. Plus, if I contributed to dinner, I really didn't owe him anything if it didn't work out. Mom, who pays and do I look okay? Mia, just bring money with you. Best bet, tell him you will split the bill, and yes, you look fine. Out the door and jumping on Route 80 heading westbound for my hot date. Now, before I completely humiliate myself, I must admit that the farthest I have ever driven on Route 80 going west was to Wayne Route 23 exit to occasionally drop my little sister off at gymnastics. After that exit, there was a lot of trees and emptiness. I started to wonder how much further, how much longer, and how close was the Pennsylvania border since there were all these trees. 
I finally saw the exit and had a sticky note with directions on my steering wheel so I wouldn't get lost. No, I didn't have a GPS, okay? I had faithful and friendly, Mr. Post-it. I arrived at his house that consider, consisted of a long driveway and me pulling into the driveway minus his vehicle. Flashes of many thoughts crossed my mind, such as wrong house, got stood up, or he's hiding in a bush waiting to take me in the basement so I may never see daylight again. Just kidding on the last one, but really, did he think but really did think he changed his mind since it was literally 9.30 on the dot and he wasn't even at his own house. I called his cell phone and he sounded so embarrassed that I was there and he really didn't think I would be on time. He apologized and said he was only five minutes away and I continued to shrink down into my seat as someone kept peering out the window and I prayed they didn't come outside and ask me why the hell I was sitting in their driveway. Within five minutes, I saw his Jeep headlights pull in, top down, and he jumped out before the truck stopped to hand me a flower. He told me he was late because he wanted to get me flowers, but thought by driving up to the country club and picking a fresh one, it would be better. I blushed with excitement as he just graduated from guy to man because after the flower, he ushered me into his Jeep as he already took the doors off. I do admit I thought I was about to fall out, but I knew he would rescue me. So it was Ross and I sitting at this very off-to-the-corner table, which was nice so we can talk, eat, and enjoy each other's company. The best ravioli I ever had and one glass of wine later left me feeling a little tipsy. In my defense, not only am I an inexpensive drinker and date, but also I had not eaten since lunch earlier that day at the office, and that was an Italian glass of wine. You totally understand me if you're Italian. I jumped back into Ross's car, and he asked if I wanted to come back to his house and hang out for a little bit longer. I was enjoying talking to him so much that I said yes, and we headed back. His dad and his dad's girlfriend were asleep, so we quietly watched TV downstairs, and next thing you know, I woke up at 6 a.m. on the couch, and he was just waking up from being on the floor asking me a question which I couldn't make out because I couldn't believe I passed out. Who passes out on their date? Who is a first date with anyone and passes out? Why couldn't I handle my wine? I totally insulted so many Italians right now. Hey, my dad is going to wake up soon, and I totally understand if you want to head out, but we can head up to my room and sleep a little bit longer if you want and head out later. Okay, so he doesn't totally hate me because he didn't kick me out. He asked me to stay longer. Okay, why not? Sure, do you mind if I use the bathroom first? He walked me upstairs. I ran into the bathroom to make sure I didn't drool or smear my mascara, and more importantly, where the heck was the toothpaste? I finished washing up and he was waiting for me in his room on his bed. We both lay down on his bed and he literally pinned himself against the wall side of the bed as I lay what felt like 50 feet away. Right then and there, I knew he was just being a gentleman by not kicking me out at 6 a.m. and simply would have me leave later. I couldn't believe I ruined this day by passing out. I mean, I didn't mean it and I don't even remember doing it, which was the worst part. I just had a really long day of work and not eating and the darn wine took over. Thanks a lot, wine. I will never drink you again. Lies. 9.30 a.m. rolls around and I wake up as does he. I prep him for I prep for him to tell me he had a great time, but we probably should just be friends. I sit up and apologize for passing out and start to get ready to go. So do you have any plans for today? I mean, I have to head to my mom's and shower and get clean clothes, but if you want to meet up again, we can. Inside, every cell in my body was doing the happy dance as the words poured out of his beautiful mouth. Yes, did I not mention he had a beautiful mouth? I'm very selective with what I look at with guys when it comes to physical features, hands, mouth, and eyes. If his hands look strong and clean, I know he will be there always for me, holding me up and keeping me always looking ahead. If his mouth is gentle, I know the words he speak will be forever true and his kiss is so soft. 
Finally, if his eyes smile and show happiness, I know no matter what, he will never judge me for who I am and what I do. I swear, I become so romantic at times. Sure, that sounds awesome, Ross. You're a mom's house, you said? Yeah, you can meet her too. I'm sure she wants to know all about you. I've read books that when a man brings one home, he truly adores her. And when a man introduces that woman to his mother, then he wants to run for a while. With that, I watched him take a different exit off Route 80 East, headed to his mom's house as I. And that's all you're going to get. Oh, my God. You guys were probably like so waiting for the next sentence. And then I was like, oh, you're, like no, you're yelling at me. I know. I know. But I didn't want to keep you guys on here so long because it's Sunday and whatever day it is. And maybe you just arrived at work and... I promise I'm going to read more. I do. I do. I usually like to keep my podcasts around like 30 minutes. This way you're not like, shut up. You're talking too long. I mean, maybe you want to hear more. I don't know. If you do want to hear more, here's a fun little feature about this podcast. Um, Wherever you're listening, um, I know on anchor.fm, they have this leave a message button. So you can leave me a message and you can tell me how much you love listening to me or on any of the platforms that I am on. You guys can simply just rate, review, tell me all the fabulous things about me and be like, yay, you're so cool. We love you. Right? Wouldn't that be fun for me? I am on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher. And the cool thing I like about um, the Apple Podcast is when you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcast. You can see my bright pink bubblegum pink picture in the background. It's super cool. I love that little feature. It's so much fun. But yeah, that's about it for today. Um, God, it feels like January 74th. I think I saw that on the social somewhere. It was funny. Follow me on Instagram, 4.0inLife. 4.0inLife. I do this all the time. 4.0inLife. Ugh. See? I can't even do it. <laughs> Let's try that again. Follow me on Instagram, 4.0inLife. You can email me, thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. You can also follow my blog, thequeenbuzz.com, and catch up on some fun features. I'm live every Monday on facebook.com slash thequeenbuzz, talking about tea and beauty and having funny moments. Sometimes my son joins me. So if you want to see what I look like, because the bubblegum picture is super filtered, make sure you check out my live videos. And yeah, that's about it. Let's talk some more next Sunday. Bye, guys.